Hello and welcome to this week's episode of On Texas Football. It's our weekly game preview show. My name is Tommy Yarsh and I'm joined as always by Inside Texas writer and all-around football expert Ian Boyd. Ian, thanks so much for coming back on, man. How's it going? Going well. Get some uh, fall weather up here in Michigan. Uh, I don't know how if it's cooled down yet in Texas or not. You'd have to tell me. Yeah, it's a, it's sweater weather time. I wore a sweater for the first time in a long time yesterday, so it's getting a little chillier out here. You said a heat wave, right? Cold wave, actually, I think. Just before this last weekend? I had a friend that was down in Texas, and he tried to do a triathlon in like 95 degrees, and it was oh. not good. Yeah, that sounds brutal. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not a weather guy, but I know it's cold now, so we'll stick with that. Uh, great to have you, as always, Ian. Uh, before we talk about Oklahoma State, I just want to get your overarching thoughts on Texas as a team last week. Just really sloppy overall from top to bottom. The Cyclones of Iowa State went 9 for 15 on third down. Sort of reminds you a little bit of that fourth down number against Texas Tech a couple of weeks ago. But there were some bright spots. Uh, what were your general takeaways from that narrow victory against Iowa State? I thought that the, um, the money down problem for Texas is it's a problem. It's a very clear problem. It's been a consistent thing across multiple weeks. So I've been trying to, you know, understand what's going wrong there and why it is that Texas can play really nationally elite defense on first and second down and then not play well on third down. That's been that's kind of a baffling and bizarre uh, phenomenon to the season that's uh, been trying to understand. I, I think that that's a clear trend that they're going to have to fix. Um. But then the offense, I thought, was terrific. The offensive line played it really well. Iowa State's defensive line gave them a little, little bit of trouble early, and then were pretty quiet. And the second half of this game was a lot of stuff we haven't seen from Iowa State very much before, where they're just getting blown off the ball and run off the field. Um, they were still able to, you know, Iowa State almost stole the game late, but Texas really ran the ball effectively in the second half. It was a offensively a very very promising performance and uh, i think we'll portend a, a good stretch run of the season for texas yeah and capped off by that whip route on fourth and goal from xavier worthy just to work a beauty there on the goal line uh looking at this weekend now longhorns faced off against a quarterback that they know very well and spencer sanders allegedly he's bothering his shoulder injuries bother him a little bit so we'll see if he'll plays but all signs for right now i think pointing towards that happening so spencer sanders has been around for quite some time he's played texas a lot talk about how texas has dealt with him in the past and then how they should go about doing that this season no they have a quite a rich history with mr sanders this is i think the fourth time they've played him i think so yeah so i was there live in 2019 and they played uh the uh, sort of Drop eight, Tampa two defense. They kept Caden Stearns over the top on Tylen Wallace the whole game. Their corners would come up and run support. And um, they really, they took away Spencer Sanders' right hand and they took away the outside runs for Chuba Hubbard. And uh, he most, he kind of melted down, but then he also made a couple plays where everybody in the stadium was just kind of like, oh man, I can't believe he just did that. <laughs> Uh, in 2020, he kind of tore Texas apart, and then he had, like, four turnovers on bad decisions, and so they lost. And then last year, I think last year they rattled him pretty good again, and he just kind of wore them down. Um, so Texas I, – I, I've noticed that Texas fans are not afraid of Spencer Sanders. And as I recount the history in my mind, it makes sense why. 
is because they're two and one against him. And the game that he won last year was not because of any particularly like inspiring play from, from him. But he's kind of exactly what's given Texas fits this season. He's a great scrambler. He uh, is a very savvy operator of the offense and he can find, he's really good at finding slot receivers and they have two really good ones. So it's kind of like exactly what like Texas Tech and UTSA was torturing Texas with. Um, Spencer Sanders is arguably better than Frank Harris or uh, Donovan Smith at doing exactly that. He's a more explosive runner. Uh, he's more experienced and his arm is a little diminished right now because of the shoulder. But even with that, he's probably a better passer than, uh, than, uh, than Harris and uh, more reliable than, than Smith, I would say. Yeah, and those two quarterbacks that you mentioned, Donovan Smith and Frank Harris, both had big games uh, in the air and on the ground against Texas, both in their own sort of separate ways. Uh, I want to take a break in the show here to remind you that there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team playing than by playing daily fantasy with our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or just a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect fit for you. It's the best way to have action in games in states like Alabama. Florida, Texas, Kentucky, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States and, and Canada, excluding Ontario. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks project, projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. This week, I'm taking Bijan Robinson, putting up more than a 22.5 fantasy score, and Quinn Ewers throwing for lower than 275.5 passing yards. Download the Prize Picks app or visit prizepicks.com and sign up using the code LONGHORNS to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks gives you $50, so on and so forth. Don't forget that it's the Prize Picks app or prizepicks.com using the code LONGHORNS to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your team to the next level this season. All right, back on track now. Uh, I want to talk about the Texas secondary. They allowed 329 yards in the air last week to an offense that was really struggling to find their step up until this game. 154 of those yards went to Xavier Hutchinson, and a big part of that was losing Ryan Watts earlier in the game. But there was also a lot of second stringers playing in there throughout the game for Texas as well in the secondary. What do they need to do to sharpen up in that area of the field and get ready for a receiving core that has five different wide receivers with over 200 yards already on the season? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, um, they need to get healthy. Uh, it, it seemed like Sark was suggesting in his press conference after the game that some of the uh, substitutions early on where we were seeing uh, Taff and, uh, and, and Crawford were related to injuries that Jaron Thompson was, was bothered by something that had him in and out of the game. Obviously, Ryan Watts got pulled, and um, I, I believe Crawford got in ultimately because Cook busted – uh, really bad 
on the long touchdown pass that Iowa State had, where they threw an RPO and he uh, he got sucked in by the run when he was the deep safety. And uh, we didn't see him again after that for a while until he made his uh, triumphant return to save the game. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they got him back on the field before the end of the game. Um, so, that, I mean, they need to be healthy. That's uh, fair enough. Um, I, I've noticed that they often play differently on third down than they do on first and second down. They, uh, they play different coverages. They try to do things differently to, to help the pass rush. And I think that their mastery over their different third down stratagems is just not anywhere near the level it is in their more base quarters coverages. I, I mean, I think that maybe they should consider just playing more of their base type defense on third down um, or else dialing in a little more on a more limited uh, menu of third down options because nothing you scheme up if you can't execute it, you know, it doesn't do you any good. Iowa State really got after them very effectively on the chalkboard early in the game. And then by the end of the game, Texas was just breaking down. It wasn't, it was execution early. And then in the end, it was, you know, being out executed early in the beginning. And in the end, it was Texas just uh, making mistakes and giving it away. So um, they haven't really necessarily done the latter very much this season, but I do think that the problem of uh, not having great answers on third down is a consistent theme. And uh, Iowa State, as much as they've struggled on offense this year, they have been good all year in sort of drop back passing. Like Xavier Hutchinson had put up big numbers in previous games. He's like a go-to guy. He's really good at getting open. Um, their quarterback is pretty good in their passing game. And uh, what's killed them all year is just lack of explosiveness and lack of run game. Well, they weren't super explosive against Texas unless Texas busted a coverage and they couldn't run the ball against Texas. So everything bore out pretty consistently. It's just that this one glaring weakness that Texas has had and this one strength that Iowa State had uh, came together in a nearly disastrous fashion. Yeah, certainly. That's a great way to put it. Uh, talking more about the Oklahoma State offense now. We talk about their pass game. Now taking a look at their run game. They lose a 1,000-yard rusher in Jalen Warren to the NFL. He ran all over Texas last year, 193 yards on the ground. Dominic Richardson, now the leading rusher for the Pokes, 427 yards and five touchdowns and 108 carries. How does the Longhorn defense limit the run game so they don't get trampled again this year? Well, the uh, the traditional run game to the running back is probably not a big concern for Texas in this game. Um, not like they'll play dime, I don't think. I mean, I don't. We'll see. Um, but uh, the Oklahoma State interior offensive line is not as good as last year, and Dom Richardson is definitely not Jalen Warren. Like, Jalen Warren is already uh, uh, threatening to supplant Najee Harris with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like he's a legitimately great running back awesome change of direction little bowling ball kind of player um they do need to worry about option keepers for spencer sanders they did not respect the option keepers from hunter deckers and uh it hurt them a couple times they kind of bailed them out ultimately because it was on one of those where deckers got lit up and he fumbled you can't do that against spencer sanders they have to play that very carefully they need to take Sanders out of the game as a runner in, in passing downs and rundowns alike. And if they can do that, 
and it just becomes about Oklahoma State banging their head against the wall trying to run on Texas's interior line, then it'll be a great day for Texas. But uh, if they can't contain Sanders, then it's a different ball game. He's one of the more explosive runners in the league, even in his current state. Yeah, we talked about how dual threat quarterbacks have been a thorn in Texas's side all season long, and we get another one and a more experienced one in Spencer Sanders uh, coming up this Saturday. Let's take a look at the Texas offense now. It, it took some time for Quinn Ewers to settle in last week. Uh, certainly wasn't his best performance by any means. I would say his worst as a Longhorn to date, even though there really isn't that much to date just yet. Uh, but he still accounts for all three touchdowns. You know, what does this say about this Texas offense and how do they go about finding a rhythm? They, um, I thought that the last week was actually pretty encouraging for them in terms of finding a rhythm just because they ran the ball so well in the second half. Um, Quinn Ewers missed a couple throws. He wasn't on the same page with his receivers on a few, on a few plays. They had a big drop out of the Casey Kane. And uh, Iowa State was able to take away their deep shots um, just by, you know, dropping way back. And they also took away their uh, Ezekiel's wheel play with the, with the zone read and then the wheel route and the flat route. Iowa State took that away with their drop eight coverage. They had a guy assigned to each option on the menu. And so they took that play away. But uh, you were still made a bunch of throws in the game. He made enough throws to, to keep the defense honest. And he made the big throws for touchdowns when it mattered in the red zone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I That's kind of all Texas needs this season. Like I, Quinn Ewers is this like transcendent generational passing talent, but they don't really need him to be that. They just need him to be good enough to make sure that Worthy and Sanders and Whittington get their touches and to make sure that Bijan and Roshan have room to run. Um, if they do that, then they're going to, they're going to win games. They're going to score a lot of points. It's really next year, I think, that we'll talk about Texas winning games by being a crazy overpowered passing game with Sanders worthy viewers all back. Um, yeah, if he's if he plays like he did against Iowa State where he takes care of the ball and he makes a couple throws to uh, keep defenses backed up or to get points on the board, I, the run game can do the job again this week. Thank you for correcting me. I guess I thought the offense was a little bit sloppier than you did, uh, but <laughs> I'll take your I'll take your word for it. That's on me. Yeah, well, they, um, they had some sloppy moments, but then they also had the running over the one of the best run defenses in the country moments too. So. No, you're you're absolutely right, and I think Steve Sarkeesian touched on that uh, a little bit in his press conference earlier this week, saying, you know, if this was the last year's team. We wouldn't have won this game, and I think that was certainly one of the bigger takeaways coming out of this season, just seeing this team being able to play discipline, like you mentioned, Quinn Ewers playing three touchdowns with no turnovers, and being able to just close out the game. That's something that Texas struggled with a lot last year, so certainly a, a sign of new light after this win over Iowa State. Uh, you talked about the running game, and 
you know, Bijan Robinson, the centerpiece of that once again, five straight 100-yard rushing games for him coming into this weekend. He had 135 against Oklahoma State last year, obviously a major part of the game plan every week. Do you think that they sort of lean on him a little bit more than Roshan Johnson this week, or is it going to be pretty split between the two again and why? I think that they'll – I think it'll look like last week where they get Bijan a lot of work and then because they I think they'll run the ball a lot this week and so Roshan will necessarily get some action as well. Oklahoma State lost two linebackers that I one of them is a starter for the Detroit Lions and the other one I think is on the Cowboys roster somewhere or their practice squad. They lost their nose tackle. Their new defensive tackles this year just got mauled by TCU last week in the run game. They lost a really good box safety who'd been there for a long time. I think they actually replaced him pretty well, but they are vulnerable up the middle. And uh, I think, I really think Texas is going to try to lean on them and take advantage of that. Especially, you know, there's, there's some forecasts that say that the wind in this game could, could have some 20 to 30 mile an hour gusts of wind in this game, um, which I think probably hurts both teams because Sanders arm is a little iffy and Texas doesn't get the full benefit of viewers if they can't chuck it down the field to Worthy. But uh, if it turns into a, a game where both teams are just trying to grind it out, it probably benefits Texas. Um, and <laughs> Bichon, I, I think he'll get a lot of work this week. I think he'll have great numbers. It, it does make me laugh that that they, uh, they, they've padded his stats in a couple games to make sure that he hits the 100-yard mark. They've had They've had a couple tricks for doing it. Like they kept him in on a four-minute drive at the end of the game against uh, West Virginia until he got his numbers. They gave him a 20-yard boost against Oklahoma when they ran a like a draw before the half against prevent defense. And then last week he was more – I mean, last week he just earned it legit. Um, I think he'll be earning it from here on out. But uh, the, the run game the run game is really – I would say came alive in a new way last week. I think the previous weeks it was something that would have starts and fits. And with Ewers established offering a downfield threat and with the offensive line coming along, um, I think the run game is starting to find a new rhythm and consistency. Yeah, and you mentioned those winds, uh, 20 to, 10 to 20 mile per hour winds projected in Stillwater on Saturday. Some of the prize picks uh, – predictions were kicks from Burt Auburn and kicker for Oklahoma State we decided to veer away from those in case any of the wind uh, decided to take over this game uh, good point on the running attack though and I want to touch on this Oklahoma State defense schematically uh, what's the biggest difference you see in Jim Knowles's group from last year in his last four years in Stillwater remember Jim Knowles now the defensive coordinator at Ohio State to this season's Derek Mason's defense they're playing a lot more man coverage and single high coverage this season. Um, Knowles played a lot more aggressive quarters, kind of like Texas plays this year, actually, uh, where the safeties try to stay flat-footed and, and read the play before they backpedal or before they crash to stop the run. So it just helps them be more likely to show up where they're needed. Um, but they don't they do not do that as much this year. Uh, Mason has been more single high coverage. They like to get um, – they have a big safety named Kendall Daniels, who's a blue chip out of Oklahoma a couple of years ago. He's basically, if DeMarvion Overshone had stayed at safety, it would be Kendall Daniels. Like they have nearly identical ranking. They're both like 6'4", lanky, 205 pounds for Daniels. Overshone finally got himself up to like 220. Um, 
Daniels will hit you. He's not afraid. He just lives to just run down the field at full speed and smack people like overshown in high school. Um, so they lean on that a lot. And then... Um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That regard, that is vaguely akin to what they did last year, but the way they cover it, they cover it behind it is a little differently. And then Knowles um, had the benefit of a number of like sixth year seniors at linebacker and defensive tackle. This defense is probably more athletic than last year, but it doesn't have the same know-how. It doesn't have as many, you know, sixth year COVID seniors and um, it's Oklahoma state. So they have some good, they have some really great athletes, but they don't have enough to, you know, to be elite. They, they have holes and um, they are, they're certainly diminished by losing some of their players. Uh, it's not obvious to me how much they've lost going from Knowles to Mason because Mason is also a good coach. Yeah, whole new slate on that Oklahoma State defense. You mentioned new players and a brand new defensive coordinator as Derek Mason comes over uh, after a year at Auburn. Last question here for you, Ian. Five game, last five games between these two teams have all been decided by at most eight points. So. It's been pretty. It's been pretty close. Oklahoma State put up 16 in the fourth quarter last year to defeat the Longhorns at home in a, at home in a comeback victory. Uh, how does Texas pick up a win in a tough road environment that is Stillwater, Oklahoma? It's this is a tricky one because you know Gundy's going to have a clever game plan. You know all their injured starters are going to grit it up and do whatever they can to play in this game and to win this game. Um, and they're a legitimately good team. They have some players that would start at Texas. Like the, even Jabbar Muhammad, their corner, um, Texas is great corners, but Jabbar Muhammad would be competitive to start for Texas. Some of their edges would definitely start for Texas. Their new linebacker, Mason Cobb, you know, some of their slot receivers. Great. A lot of good players. It's a, it's a very dangerous game. It's one that is always given Texas fits because Gundy is so clever and because Oklahoma State – plays up to Texas and, and because they have good players consistently. I think Texas needs to make this game about grinding it out in the run game. They cannot let Spencer Sanders have move, room to move around out of the pocket. They cannot blow coverages or give him easy zones to pick apart on third down with his slot receivers. They have to make Oklahoma State run the ball and then they need to go attack Oklahoma State's run defense. And if it's just a pure who wins in the trenches kind of contest, Texas will will win probably big without turnovers. Um, if they get into sort of a shootout where the ball is played in space more, they still have advantages, but that's where Oklahoma State's savvy veterans and quarterback play could really factor in a little more. So they, they just <laughs> – they just need to be careful not to play the kind of whatever kind of game they get an inkling that Mike Gundy wants to play early. Don't let him play that game. Just veer against that, and then they should be okay. 
Yeah, Mike Gundy, one of the most consistent head coaches in college football when it comes to winning. Uh, really exciting game set for this Saturday at 2.30 out in Stillwater, Oklahoma, between the number 11-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys and the number 20-ranked Texas Longhorns. Great insight, as always, Ian. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. Make sure to go follow Ian on Twitter over at, at Ian underscore A underscore Boyd for more analysis and breakdowns throughout the week. And be sure to stick around InsideTexas.com for more coverage throughout the week and into the weekend. Lastly, Hold make on. sure to like the video what hey tommy you should give them a record on these picks at some point unless it's uh, uh yeah i don't know if we want to give the i don't know if we want to give the record on these picks i haven't been doing so hot lately so uh we'll, oh, we'll, we'll we, check back well, well, well maybe we'll check back on that next week we'll, we'll check back on it next week um, as I was saying, uh, be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel for more Texas football content all the time. Channel's almost at 10,000 subscribers. What a huge landmark that is. We'd really appreciate if you guys subscribe to get us over that mark. For our producer, Matthew Hutchison, and all the great folks at Inside Texas, my name is Tommy Yars. Thanks for joining us, and have a great rest of your day.